All right, everyone, welcome again to another podcast with Jamie and Patrick. Hey, do you ever just sit and scroll through TikTok? Um, I don't. I don't have TikTok, but I do have. I do sometimes like the Instagram reels. I'll oh yeah, those like TikTok wannabe. Yeah, the TikTok wannabe, but I don't go through TikTok. I don't scroll through it because I know it is a bottomless pit. It is time. a time sinkhole. Yeah, a sinkhole. That's, Creativity yeah, sinkhole. sinkhole as well sometimes. I'd like try. I don't go on TikTok unless I'm trying to go to sleep. Mm, I see. You use it as a therapeutic device for sleeping. That I mean, I guess that works. <laughs> That's one way to do it. I I would like to watch TV oh, shows, yeah. and sometimes I'll just say, you know what? I'm sick of it. I'm just going to turn the TV off, and maybe I'll read. Maybe I'll talk. Maybe I'll do something totally different. <laughs> talk. Uh, you just sit. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I talked to my wife, but, oh, uh, but you know, like, that's fine. Um, I could <laughs> talk to myself, I guess, or I guess you could talk to the Lord. That would be prayer. Yeah. Um, but I don't normally sit and do that on the couch in, in my house. But, yeah, the phone is, <laughs> like you said, a sinkhole of time. Yeah. So, and you, know what that, it, you know what is in a sinkhole? Listening to this podcast on your phone. This yeah, is like a, is right. what's the opposite of a sinkhole? A rise hole? A mountain. A mountain. It's a mountain you climb. We're in James chapter two. Um, <laughs> a rise hole? <laughs> yeah. It's just a I mountain. just dropped the biggest um I think I've done on this podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> I try to not do that. So where are we today, Pat? <laughs> We're in James chapter two. We're going to check out verses 14 through 26. And since I read last week... You, and really just struggled through it. If you went and listened now to that. Now that you said that, week. I'm going to struggle through this. So we're reading James chapter 14 and we'll go. <laughs> nope. James doesn't have 14 chapters. Oh, that's smart. I'm glad you said that. James chapter 2 verse 14. That's an important detail. That I left say, out. What copy of James do you have? <laughs> yeah, the extra chapters extra. of James. Um, All right, well, here we go. Let's read this. This is James chapter 2, starting with verse 14, all the way to the beginning of 3 here. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God? Good, even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We're gonna, I'm going to launch us right off into 
The sinkhole? Nope. Don't remember where that thought was going. It'll come around. (laughs) 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 Sorry. I had something great and totally, oh, I found it. Verse 23. Oh. It ends with, and he calls, he was called God's friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminded me of the song Friend of God by Israel Hutton. Have you ever heard of that song? I think so. It's, it, the lyrics go, who am I that you are mindful of me, that you hear me when I call? Hmm. Is it true that you are thinking of me? How you, your love, how you love me, it's amazing. I'm a friend of God. Hmm. Anyway, verse 14. You know, I looked up the word friend in Greek and you know what it means? The word here for no. friend? Friend, it means oh. friend. Yeah, so <laughs> not really a whole lot of change there. That was the most scholarly comment I've <laughs> I just want to keep us, you know, like Thanks, really, Reverend. really high, <laughs> high level here. Yeah. Wow. We are, we are on it. All right. Verse 14. What is good? My brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith, but has no deeds, can such faith save them? So this comes down to like, well, what, what really is faith in my mind? Like, right. So the deeds here, it's like, what, what actions or what work are you doing? Yeah. And you got to ask yourself the question, if you really have faith in someone, in something, uh, but it doesn't change your action, do you really have faith in it? <laughs> Sorry, someone, someone's, someone's making faces in the window. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love that. You know, we're, we're on a church campus right now where we're recording. Sometimes we're in offices, sometimes we're in like our, our youth facility rooms, sometimes I don't even know where else. Oh, sometimes we're in our own homes recording yeah, these things. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, today it seems like it's a busy day around this place. Lots of people coming in and out. So <laughs> yeah. Pardon the interruption. Yeah. All right. So faith uh, and actions. I have always thought about this idea, especially working with middle schoolers. Yeah. Uh, and the idea of your faith is more than just going to church on Sunday mornings. Uh, and listening to a sermon or worshiping your faith. That's to kind of go beyond that. And it even has to go beyond individual prayer. Uh, you got to like live out your faith. Yeah. Uh, almost to the point where people around you can identify you as a Christian based off of the way you carry yourself, the way you talk, the way you act. Uh, and I think James is kind of saying your faith alone is not going to save you. It has to come with some actions. And there's this interesting old kind of example that someone gave. I don't remember where it originated from, but it's the idea of if Christianity was illegal, became illegal, would there be enough evidence to convict you of being a Christian? And that's just kind of like a good thing, I think, for us to think about in our own lives. Like, is there enough evidence in my life to convict me of being a Christian? Mm. Yeah. Like how and how would that even come up in a court of law, right? Well, I mean, for you and me, we're we're probably easy targets cuz we have a po- podcast with video. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh and, but you know, there's a lot of folks out there that I meet and they're like, "You know, I don't need to go to church. Mm-hmm. I don't need to like do a bunch of Christiany stuff. I just I know God. I have faith in my heart." Right. I know God. Um, I'm kind of doing my own thing right now, but I know God and, and that's, you know, that's great. But, uh, James is like, yeah, okay, good. Uh, that faith that you have is dead. 
like, right. he, he doesn't pull any punches here. He's just coming right after. That's uh, why I like James. Yeah, he's and he does like like he did in the week before. He gives him just a straight up verse 15 example. Suppose a brother or sister is without food and daily clothes. And verse 16, if one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical need, what good is that? So if you're telling someone like, hey, I care about you, go in peace. Everything's good. You'll be fine. Um, do you care about that person? No, you <laughs> right. don't care about them. Yeah. You actually want to like do something for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it, that person with the outclothes and without food. If you just say, hey, peace be with you. I'll pray for you. That is good. But it's not good enough. Like verse 17, the same way faith by itself, which that would be, is if not accompanied by action is dead. And so that just by saying I'll pray for you does not mean that that person miraculously receives clothes and miraculously receives food. Yep. And in that moment, you have an opportunity to glorify the kingdom of God by providing that person with clothes and food. Yeah. In addition to praying for them. Yeah. And you probably have heard people say like, Oh, I really care about like social justice movements. or I really care about the homeless. Or, I really care. And that's good. That's an internal thing. And I think that's important because what, when our heart starts to get shaped and moved um, because of, of God or the Holy spirit or whatever, and we, we start to have an, our heart that's open to these big causes um, God can use that. But if we never do anything about it, it's like we are given a stiff arm to what the Holy Spirit is doing. And yep. we're like, nope, yep. not for me. I'm done. And at that point, like, just like James is saying, what good is it? What good is it to have uh, a heart that wants to do something and never does it? Yeah. I would al- I would almost even say it's it'd be better to not have a heart of faith and to help someone out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Both, they go hand in hand, but tangibly being able, in this example that James is giving, tangibly, tangibly being able to help someone Mm -hmm. um, like that's huge. Yeah. And that's like, even if you have no faith, that is still glorifying the kingdom of God. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this before in a a podcast or somewhere, but there's kind of this idea of having the right action, having the right uh, theology or the right thinking. And then there's also this idea of having the right heart. Mm-hmm. And so if your, if your heart and your actions and your, your thinking are all in line in the same direction, and maybe that's serving the Lord, that's what we want it to be. Um, that's what God wants it to be. If, if all those things are working together, that's the right place to be in. Now, James is just making the case that if you don't ever put your faith into action, it's a dead faith. Yeah. Um, and he says it twice. I think that's super important. Um, he's going to even continue in this. What verse are we in right now? 18. Yeah, yeah, right at 18. There we go. Um, he continues in it saying, but, but someone will say, you have faith. I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. And this is an interesting thought because um, how do you show someone that you have faith? Right? Like, how Actions. do you exemplify faith? You say, yeah, well, and in, in, in sometimes I've seen this before. I've seen people say, and a lot of people have a really hard time sharing the gospel. Mm. Like, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to tell. Like, ah, oh, like, what do I, maybe I'll point them to a Bible verse. By the way, pointing people to scripture is really good mm-hmm. if they care about scripture. Yeah. If they don't care about scripture at all, uh, it's like pointing someone to a phone book. You know, like it might not, they're not going to care about what it says. But if we point people to scripture and they do care about scripture, it's great. So that's a good thing to do. 
But when we are trying to share our faith with someone, a lot of times it's hard because we really need to share our actions and what we're doing. Right. Which is why if we are going on, let's say we go on a short-term mission trip or do a service project or um, are actually putting our faith into action by showing up to church. By the way, that is faith in action. Yeah. Gathering to go to church together is us acting upon our faith. Otherwise, what else is it? A social club? Yeah. Uh, a practice in sitting silently for an a hour? A party? Um, you know, a lot of churches right now are kind of turning into like basically like shows, right? Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, yeah, I went to that show on, on Sunday morning. <laughs> like, well, that's something. Yeah, they have an audience instead of a congregation. There's an audience instead of a congregation, high production value, whatever. And, and, you know, whatever reaches people, like I'm all about it. That's great. Uh, but for us thinking about going to church as an act of faith, not as an act of, of, of self-interest or not as an act of, um, uh, of entertainment, going to church as an act of faith is really important. In fact, in our, in our faith and our denomination, um, we really do look at the idea of gathering is a part of worship. So even like driving to church is a part of you worshiping God. Right. Because you're taking the faithful step of action to show up there. Right. And also to start grabbing people with you as you go, you know, put the kids in the car, uh, get your friend, show up at your friend's house and grab them. And I love that. I, I used to lead a small group for kids. It was high school seniors and juniors. It was super early on a Thursday morning. And uh, it was like right when this coffee shop would open and they would all show up before school. And some of them were so great at the gathering where they would drive to each other's house and like literally drag each other out of bed to get to this Dang. little Bible study. Dang. And that's like gathering, man. That's yeah. putting your faith in action. It's like, I really want to know about this stuff. Right. Yeah. So James says, show me your faith without deeds. I'll show you my faith by my deeds. So if we want to show people our faith that's inside of us, um, the only way some people are going to see that is by actions. They're not, they can't look inside of our heart and see what's there. Right. Uh, verse 19. This one's kind of a little <laughs> scary, right? This one, this one kind of comes out of nowhere. I feel like, and then James wanted, I feel like this verse, James wanted to include it and didn't know where. So he just said, right, here's great. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. James had that on like a post-it note above his desk, right? And, <laughs> and it was like a thought from a different day. And he was sitting there, maybe had some writer's block before he jumps into verse 20. And it's like, he looks up and sees and goes, you know what? That's even the demons believe that there's one God and shudder. Like, <laughs> that's like a post-it note kind of a thing. Verse 20, you foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? <laughs> that, that's like... Kind of, kind of funny. And in James's classic way, here's some evidence. Here's some evidence. <laughs> yeah. He, he never misses the moment to, uh, preach for us. Verse 21 wasn't our father, Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son, Isaac on the altar. You see that his faith and, and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. Yeah. It's, it, Pretty crazy, right? Um, that Abraham sacrifices, or at least goes through this process of being obedient to God to sacrifice his son, who was this promised person. You know, Abraham was Abraham is the father of faith because he's the one who, um, you know, we sing a little song about Father Abraham. 
he's the one who listened to God and acted upon it. And he didn't know what the result is. I was thinking about this today when it comes to like adventure, we want adventure. People are like, Oh yeah, I want adventure. And a lot of people are getting into this whole overlanding thing, right? Where you like get a car and you strap a tent to the roof and you get all this junk on it. And then you go on this adventure uh, and people like to go camping and stuff, but they don't really like adventure because what they want is they want to have every necessity there. Yeah. They want to have every campsite that they stay at reserved. Yep. Um, they want to have uh, showers. They want to have like, it's like, I want adventure, but not really. I want a curated adventure experience. Yeah. Um, which is not not really it. And I think sometimes with faith, we're the same way. We're like, yeah, I want to have faith, but I want to have faith that looks like everything going great in my life. Or yeah, I right. want to have faith as long as it's hyper curated and perfect. Yeah, right. And I, I was talking to someone on Monday yeah, and the comment came up of, do you think you've ever walked anywhere on this earth that someone else has never walked before? Wow, interesting. And that talking about adventure to me, that is like an all encompassing idea of adventure. Like if you can go Mm -hmm. on an adventure where you truly believe that you have never, no one else ever in the world has been where you were, Mm. that's an adventure. But what people, people desire that, but what adventure turns into is like what you said, driving down a trail that a hundred people have driven down camping at a campsite that millions of people have been to that. And it still is adventurous. It's still really great. But you to get out of your comfort zone and adventure, I think would be saying, okay, we're at this place now. Where do we go? Yep. And having a faith that's like that to bring this all back together, having a faith where you aren't just following in the footsteps of everyone else, but exploring your faith for yourself exactly is super important. So what would it look like for churches if they started to say, We're not just gonna copy what's happening out there that we think is good. We're gonna go out in faith and try to do the things that that God might be calling us to. And instead of maybe, you know, where is it that, you know, how can I step foot on ground that no one's ever stepped foot on? Maybe for us in the, in the church world is how can I say yes to God to something that no one said yes to him before yet, right? Like right. an action that God is saying, go reach that people group, go um, talk to that person about your faith, go share your faith in this particular way and manner. Um, I think the spirit is eager to give us direction in those things. Our, our ears are just shut to it. Yeah. Or then we're shut to the idea of going out of our comfort zone. Yeah. It's easier to go to Mexico where we've gone year after year. Exactly. It's easy to go to El Salvador where, where we have an established uh, mission partnership. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's di- more difficult to go to the unknown. That's but right. I think God is kind of calling us into the unknown. And Christ still calls us into the known. We don't want to just totally drop ministries uh, or mission partnerships, but we also have to have ears for the unknown. Yeah, and that's and that's part of Abraham's story. He was the guy who went into the unknown, and he even went into the unknown when it comes to uh, theology and when it comes to understanding who God is. God is loving. God is kind. Doesn't God doesn't want us to murder people? Yet here, God gave him a direction that was seemingly counter to the character of God and yeah. counter to the promise of God. Uh, and he went through with it because he knew above all obedience to God had to be his highest value. And so he did it. His faith was, and so obviously Abraham didn't kill 
his son. That did not happen. God provided a ram um, for the sacrifice, and Abraham has been commended ever since for his his amazing faith, right. which is a pretty incredible thing. But, so verse here um, says, verse 23, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was call, called God's friend, um, which is so cool. The result of us actually having faith in action is we become friends with God. Yeah. Right. Right. Like the song, I'm a friend of God. There it is. In verse 24, you see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. Mm -hmm. It's not by what they do exclusively. It's not by faith alone exclusively. It's both. Yeah. It's those things working together. It's in a lot of, I kind of equate it back to electricity. You know, electricity, you have to have like two things going for the electricity to flow. A lot of times our faith needs to be flowing. It needs to be moving and it takes action for that to happen. Uh, faith is not a stagnant thing that just sits there and festers, right? Faith is something that 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 moves and creates action. Yeah. Um, we absolutely, by the way, uh, believe that salvation is, is faith alone. Um, and... And that is a significant thing that, and the reason is, is that what we're trying to say when we say that is it's not our works. It's not of us. It's of God. Right. Uh, which means if you have real faith, faith, that's a saving faith, that's a volitional, I choose to follow Jesus faith. That faith is a gift from God. Mm. There's nothing you can do to earn it. Mm -hmm. You can't think, believe, say, do the right thing. This is a absolute gift that God has given you this faith. So that's why people are really big on the faith alone. And that comes from a lot of historical, you know, messes that we've put ourselves in where people thought they could buy their faith or they could work their faith off or folks would use it as, as to hold it over people's heads to get them to do what they want, bad power dynamics and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but right now, what we know is that our faith, when we choose to believe in Jesus Christ, uh, when that's something that happens and we, we want to believe, there is nothing we can do to earn that salvation. That's a gift from God, a free gift from God. Yeah. Um, we're saved by grace through faith. That's the language that we use. Yeah. And so if you think, oh man, I need to put my faith into action or I'm not saved, that's a lie. That's not true. Yeah. That's absolutely not true. But if you think I need to put my faith into action because God's calling me to do this, you better put that faith into action. Absolutely. God's yeah. calling you. And there's, and there's what's on the other side of that. Hey, being a friend with God, what an amazing thing, right? <laughs> right. And to wrap up verse 25 and 26 in the same way, it was not even Rahab, that's how you Rahab, say Rahab, Rahab, yeah. the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction as the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without deeds is dead. So obviously when he writes this, he's like, everyone knows who Rahab the prostitute is. She's just a super known person. And if you read your old Testament, um, you hear the story of Rahab and the, the spies from, from, um, Joshua and the spies go into the town and they're, they're going to look for ways to get into the town and Rahab's Rahab houses them, basically smuggles them. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, there's a situation there where they're going to attack this town and take it out. And they actually are going to kill everyone that's in the town 
but Rahab is saved because she helped them out. Yeah. Which is kind of a cool deal. And she becomes such an important figure, which is weird because it's a tiny little story of like, here's someone who helps someone else out. Right. She's mentioned in the lineage of Jesus. Whoa. So she's <laughs> like in the lineage of, uh, of Jesus. Is, is that important? It's also kind of cool that, you know, in Jesus, Jesus isn't bragging about how um, amazing his birthright is. He's yeah. like, yeah, I got prostitutes who are not from the people of Israel. These are foreign, pro- you know, prostitutes are in his his lineage, which is kind of a crazy deal. But her faith, her faith was to was to believe in and to have faith in this group of people who she didn't know. Yeah, and to take a step outside of the normal, and she did, and so that was credited to her as righteousness as well. Yeah, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. I think that's how we wrap this one up. Let's have faith that's alive, not dead, friends. That's right. Thanks for checking out today's devotional, and you hear from us again next Friday. Bye.